0: I'd like to express a uh, sentiment to you about our relationship. Okay. Well, when I first met you, I thought you were kind of a dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and? No, no, that's it. That's very nice. I'm... Yeah. I'm touched. Yeah, just from the heart. Well, I didn't tell you where I was touched. Oh, you. <laughs> shut up and refill my popcorn shut up and refill my popcorn
1: waka waka guys and welcome back to another episode of shut up and refill my popcorn it's your boy nicho back at it again to talk to you guys about 2016's now you see me too so uh Sit back, pick a card, any card, relax, drink something, snack on something, smoke on something, whatever your pleasure, whatever your vice, as we come back after a word from a sponsor. Abracadabra Homes.
0: Have you ever been pursued by the Batman? Have you ever attempted to rob a place only to be hurt on the job? my name is the Gotham Hammer and I'm here to get you the compensation you deserve not only from Batman damage but also if you slip and fall by chance in uh, the Gotham Museum we're gonna get you paid burglars have a job to do they got mouths to feed including their own sometimes the job doesn't go as smoothly as my job doesn't go smooth. I'm driving a goddamn eighteen-wheel truck right now as I'm recording this here advertisement. I don't, my horn don't work, but uh, it would do that. Anyways, we got the is here to get you pa 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 paid. So call me now. Number is one 555 Hammer Time. Don't use all the letters, it's okay. The first four will just be fine. Call me now, we'll get you pu pu pu, pu- paid And I can get pu-, pu pu paid And I can quit this here fucking 18-week Cause I've been sued by the Texas Hammer plenty of times here down south. I keep hitting them crippled kids on the sidewalk. I don't know what it is, I just feel like running them sons of bitches over. But oh, call me now, we'll both get put pu- 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 paid
1: Welcome back, y'all. Like I said in the intro, we're going to get into 2016's Now You See Me 2, the sequel to 2013's Now You See Me 1. Haha. Um, right off the bat, we see uh, Jesse Iceberg's character, uh, Atlas, who obviously has shaved his head. He has a little bit of a hairstyle change up from the first film. In my opinion, I think it's because he probably just got done shooting his Lex Luthor scenes um, for Batman versus Superman. But you know what? Could be something completely different. Um, the first movie, oh man, the first movie that cat and mouth, cat and mouth, mouth, the mouth, uh, the cat and mouse uh, feel to it. Like it, it, it wasn't the same here for this film. Uh, when I saw. I had originally seen the first one before the second one, obviously, but recently, like literally minutes before pressing play for the second one. I know it's been out for almost 10 years and I had a friend tell me it was a good movie. I should check it out. And I really never gave it any thought, you know, like all I knew was it was a movie about magicians and okay, well, fun. Uh, the story in itself is is pretty, pretty cool. Um, like, if you haven't seen the first one, spoiler alert. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, uh, let's see here, Dylan Rhodes, the FBI agent that's chasing the Horseman, quote unquote Horseman. Uh, in the first film, he's actually the man behind the Horseman. He's actually the one that gives them their targets and stuff like that because of his vendetta of his father dying uh his father was a magician he died doing a uh like I guess it was an escape from a safe trick or at the bottom of the ocean something like that um and then of course all this comes to light in the first film here in the second film we kind of get that kind of callback we actually see the events that happened in 19 it says I think I believe it was 1984. Uh, young Dylan watches his father not successfully uh, do his trick, Uh, you know, and I believe the first film he blamed, he blamed the insurance company, he blamed the gentleman played, uh, Morgan Freeman played, uh, who basically debunks a lot of magicians' tricks and stuff like that, Thaddeus uh, Bradley. And, uh, we see him I guess I don't know if they de aged him or, or maybe not, but um uh, I'm not sure uh for the scene in the first the beginning of the film, but uh kind of jumping around here uh in the first film, uh, there was okay there was four and four four people, so you got Woody Harrelson, who's the hypnotist, uh Dave Franco, who's kind of like the young street magician, the uh escape artist, the redhead Henley. Uh, Reeves played by Isla Fisher, Uh, Jesse Eisenberg played, oh, what's his name? J. Daniel Atlas, and uh, yeah, so they kind of get invited to be the Four Horsemen or whatever, the magic magic party uh, a year prior to them actually coming out and doing their feats of magic and whatnot, and so, you know, how that first movie, you know, ends up... Everything comes to light. So here, you know, obviously the cat's out of the bag, you know, everybody kind of knows that even uh, that excuse me, Dylan, played by Mark Ruffalo, his character is the quote unquote fifth magician. I mean, his his cover is really blown like within the first 30, 40 minutes of the film. Uh, there was a hint at this, too, because, the you know, he was in the FBI, and one of the characters, <clears throat> one of the people in the FBI was actually like, you know, this dude ain't, you know, this dude's acting fishy. This guy must, this dude is dirty, basically. Um, and so a lot of shit comes to light. Uh, so where do we go from here? How do we, how do we, basically, how do we put the genie back in the bottle get that same effect for the sequel Well you bring back some more characters who who would you bring back or who would you introduce so let's say uh, the first person that we meet that actually hires the Four Horsemen and when they quote unquote make their grandparents is Daniel Ratcliffe now Daniel Ratcleff plays the son of Michael Caine's character from the first movie I believe his name was Arthur tesla or something like that so harry potter himself plays a character called walter mabry who's actually the bastard of michael kane's character um that was kind of funny at the end how that plays out but we this guy Walter, he had, I guess he was the brains behind this tech company with this other partner. And he basically, uh, I don't know if he faked his death. I think he faked his death, something like that. But he wasn't in the limelight. So he was kind of in the shadows. Um, oh, and there's one thing I forgot to introduce. The female replacement for Henley was Lola, played by Lizzie Chap- uh, Kaplan. Uh, I know her from is uh, that that show called Party Down? I know they're doing uh, another season. Uh, as I think they started already, I'm not too sure. It's that uh, uh, that show about struggling actors working as caterers or something like that. A very funny show. I liked it when it, the first run. And of course, she's been in other movies and shows and whatnot. Uh, so she's down. I guess. For whatever reason, they couldn't get Isla back, who played Henley, or whatever. So they kind of, quote-unquote, kill her off. They don't kill her off. They, I shouldn't say that. They She just, quote unquote, asked for her release from the Four Horsemen tribunal, whatever group people. Uh, we find out... Oh, we find out. We see Atlas trying to back in the deal with the Four Horsemen higher-ups people, whatever, the heads or whatever. Because he doesn't feel like Dylan is really leading the crew, you know where they need to be. That you know he's his head's not in the game or whatever. So he's trying to you know like he's trying to become the leader. I don't know what it is about that hairstyle. In the first movie, he had this like badass hair, like Oof, Fabio. Here he's just like he's growing his hair back. I guess like I said from that Batman movie. Um, so they're basically tricked or they're they're exposed i'm sorry they should say they're exposed when they're trying to uh, get the head of this tech company so they get kind of transported to oh man some asian place i want to say thailand or something uh but in reality they got drugged or hypnotized and they fell into the back of a truck the truck put them to the airplane flew them across the country c- across the planet and uh that's where they that's where they meet Walter well, cuz they f- wake up i guess they throw him in another shoot whatever to wake him up and uh it's uh it's 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 wild it's really fucking crazy it, like right now, just thinking about this movie, can you really be hypnotized? Excuse me, I didn't mean to scratch the mic. Uh, can you really be hypnotized? They make it, they make it seem so easily done here in this film. Like Woody Harrelson is just hypnotizing the fuck out of people. Oh, and we also meet his twin brother, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh We, I think, in the first film, they had said something about his brother, who was his partner, robbed him, and. uh Left him for broke. Well, apparently he is a man who was hired by Walter and on obviously his uh, Walter's father. Um, it's kind of weird when you see you see the actors portray two people in a way where they're supposed to be like twins. You know, like that typical that old school shooting of you know. Uh, you know, Twin A is talking to Twin B, but you can only see Twin A's face because the camera's shooting from behind Twin B and vice versa. Uh, then when you ultimately see them together in one shot, that they're actually, you know, one person's there. There's two visuals are split together, or not split together, uh, combined. Uh, Movie magic, y'all. Uh, so... There's that dynamic, and then uh, when the reveal, or not even the reveal, when Dylan is trying to figure out where the fuck everybody's at, he has to go to Thaddeus, played by Morgan Freeman, to get answers. Now, Morgan Freeman's character, Thaddeus, has basically been behind all of this. Now, we call them the four horsemen, and by them, I mean the people, you know, Dylan... Uh, Jack, Lola, and uh, what is Woody Harrelson's character's name? It's shoot from the hip, yo. Uh, Merit. But behind them is actually like maybe, I don't want to say council, but like, or elders, some kind of group of people that are basically... I want to say, like okay so if y'all remember in the Avengers how Nick Fury talked to the, the Council of whatever Shield or whatever, it's almost like that like the people like these quote unquote magician heads or whatever are using the Four Horsemen and public eyes to not only like use magic but also take uh, take down some some bad people or whatever, uh, so. In this country, and off the top of my head, I can't remember what the name of the country is, but there was a old magi- uh, magic shop, and the four horsemen go there because uh, Walter, Harry Potter's character, uh, wants them to steal a key of some sort that's supposed to, you know, this super, fish, super computer chip thing that's going to, you know help them take over everybody's information. It was one of the things that the mobile tycoon or the Mark Zuckerberg of the uh, beginning of the film was was doing, you know, silently, was going to take these people's information. But Walter wants to go and do it. So he wants that, quote-unquote, power, whatever. So he tells them, you're going to steal this thing. It's about as thin as a card. Y'all figure it out. And so they go to this magic shop, and... Uh, Atlas, Jesse Eisenberg's character, doesn't even realize that his... The people he's been contacting... Like, he's... So... There's really no... I shouldn't say it like this. There's really no magic. Because they were technologically taken advantage of. Um, All the information that Walter had gotten and basically exposed them, uh, even the fact that Jack is still alive... Uh, because if you remember, he died in the first film in the car crash. Uh, was basically given to them. There was some sort of magic. There was some sort of mat when you put your phone down, it just siphoned and cloned your phone, cell phone, whatever. And it's revealed later on when they do the drop off that Atlas wasn't really talking to the quote unquote heads of the Four Horsemen. It was they was talking to Walter, and he was getting played. Um, so, yeah, there's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the cat and mouse aspect of the first film, you know, the thrill of being, you know, like, oh, are they going to catch him? Are they going to catch him? It's it's not really here. It's just, oh, surprise, oh, that dude wants revenge, and he came back. And I thought this guy was bad, but he's actually, he's actually their ally, and he's actually, you know, friends with Dylan's dad. And by he, I mean Morgan Freeman's character, because at the end of the movie... He just basically tells them, you know. I guess throughout the throughout the first film, he people thought that Thaddeus was just this bitter old magician that wasn't allowed into this quote unquote secret society, and so he decided to expose every and all magicians. And but he was actually just playing a role. He was actually just playing, you know the. You know, I, I want to say in, in magic that you you have you the magician you know like, oh look over here but look at the left hand but the right hand is doing you know something else you know like you know I'm in control of this of your attention and I'm in control of this situation like hey hey and then the unexpected is going on where you're not paying attention to and it's almost like this bigger it's not just a magic trick it's more like Um, like the head people or whatever you want to call them, the council, they were playing the magicians that they were using uh, on the quote-unquote chessboard. That's the only thing, you know, like they were the hands that were, you know, they were the wizard of Oz behind the curtain, if you will. Um, Is this movie really Yes, it is kind of. It is worth watching. It's entertaining. It's it's. It looks, it's really visually entertaining. The thing about it, you know, with the swapping of the chicks, it was just done so, so just like out of the blue. You know, it would have been nice to have seen, like, it maybe a flashback, or even of like, Henley, quote unquote, looking for, you know, asking for her release. You know, like, I want to just, I want to do my own thing, whatever. Instead, it's it's told it's told by L- uh, Lola, uh, Lizzie's character, at, at the loft of Atlas. Like she she breaks into his loft and she's doing this you know this trial trick or whatever to show him like hey I'm a magician too, can I join you guys? Even though she was already part of the crew, she just kind of like softly introduced herself into the group and to the audience. Um, I think that was. I remember just watching that part, just thinking, "Well, that sucks." They just swapped one chick for another chick. So, okay, uh, off the top, off what I'm looking at, I don't know why she wasn't in it. I mean, I'm kind of curious right now. So let me let's 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 dive into that for a little bit. Why didn't she want to come to part two? Doolooloo doolooloo doo Hi everybody, it's me, Nicho, from the future, to tell y'all why she uh, Isla Fisher wasn't in part two because uh, she was pregnant. That's what that's what I found out. Is she was pregnant uh, during the production of the film, so that's why she was uh, replaced by Lizzie uh, char- Lizzie Chaplin's character Lula. I've been saying Lola, but it's Lula. I think I need some uh, new glasses. I don't know. But uh, let's go back to let's go back to the past. Doo-loo, 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 doo-loo. That, okay, I don't know if that would work utterly, but definitely not visually because I'm not. I'm doing the the finger the magic finger so yeah back to the back to the movie review so when we finally rea- find out that michael kane's character is harry potter's father um t somehow made uh he basically at this time dylan has already been to the magic shop he's he's seen uh, he's starting to understand that this was probably, he He went there before with his father to get all his tricks and his, his equipment and whatnot. Um, he sees the safe that was used, or <clears throat> excuse me, the safe that was maybe a copy or something like that. Uh, then he was given a watch, and all this is going to play out, I promise you. Um, when... He finally gets subdued because Atlas was, quote-unquote, going to take the key to the heads of the Four Horsemen. It was actually Walter who just played him. That's why I said he had the technology mat, whatever. You put your phone down, and now he siphoned all your, your... He basically cloned your phone and knows was like, Whatever. He does that techno bumble jumbo uh, Dylan protects him and uses a fake key or swaps the key with... Uh, the real one. He, he does something. and So he basically saves uh, his friends, his uh, his four horsemen, magicians, and gets captured and taken on the boat and is basically put in the safe that was there at the magic shop or, was, or a replica or the safe that his, his dad was in and is thrown overboard to, quote, unquote, die. But he, in fact, had that watch that the lady from the magic shop gave him and it was... Actually, like a black light and keys in a way that would help him escape. Um, Michael kane <laughs> is just pissed at how his, you know, how they fucked him over in the first film. Um, says, you know, basically, it's my son, No way. <laughs> I like the way how Michael Caine talks. Um, well, Dylan is saved, or he makes his way out, but he's also saved by the rest of the four horsemen who make their way and then they continue their their job of you know fucking these people that fucked them over you know uh long story short i think oh they individually were cuz the fbi is involved now so now they're following and tracking them all this shit so they're doing different magic shows in different areas of uh, i believe it's paris or europe somewhere and ultimately they quote-unquote get caught or they think the uh, Milton not Milton uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, twin brother Merritt well Merritt's him but his twin brother uh, gets to jump on him or something like that uh, now the whole time uh, Jack and Merritt have kind of been trying to help each other Learn the other's craft. So, merch teaching Jack how to be a hypnotist, while Jack is teaching Woody Harrell's character to do card tricks. I don't know who's get who's getting the shitty end of the stick here. I mean, I'm gonna hypnotize you, baby. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, is this your card? Oh, fucking lame. Now, the other character, the other brother, really is his name is Chase. Now, so he. I mean, Jack tries to hypnotize Chase and Chase is like, you fucking, you, you're messing with the master. You don't know. He thought he was fucking with him. But somehow Jack f- uh, finesses his techniques and is able to do it. Is able to hypnotize Chase and make him believe that he got the upper hand and all this other shit. Uh, so when you think, and by you, I mean the audience, think that they're not going to make it because oh shit they... They basically, they basically, they got them. You know, it's it's all been a ruse. It, they they, and by them I mean the four horsemen. They get uh caught. They're in the plane, and you they get thrown out of the plane, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. For me, I was like, I know something is up. It can't be just that. That oh, they threw him out of the plane. They're dead. No, it turns out that the plane was f- fixed in a way where they're all on a platform for this, quote-unquote, final trick. And I think that the whole thing was to get the people, or not to get the people, to get Harry Potter. <laughs> I keep calling him Harry Potter. his fucking, whatever, Daniel Radcliffe's character in the limelight because people think, oh, he died, he died. No, or he's, well, yeah, that like he's died or something. But no, he's there he is, alive and well committing crimes abracadabra Holmes, hocus pocus uh and they quote unquote the four horsemen run away or, or escape even though the fbi is after them and the lady the basically ruffalo's boss she kind of catches him before he takes off but she and she even admitted that when she first met him uh dylan he was given a seminar at the academy or something like that, and uh, he she just she could tell that he was a good person, was a good agent, and she she wants to believe that he still is good, and he is. I mean, he's he's just this magician. Not not say superhero, but like I don't know what to call him. But uh, that's the end of the movie. They end up finding out, and by the, day, the four horsemen. That everybody and everything that they came across, uh, even from the security guard uh, or the man behind that was, you know, watching this techn- this card or whatever, he was in on it. So it's like, it kind of fucks with your head. Even the last part, the eye. Okay, oh maybe that's the eye. I, I want to say that's the name of these whole this whole this, uh, group of people. Okay, yeah, it's, that's what they're called. They're called The Eye. I. I completely fucked that up from the beginning of this episode. But like I said, I shoot from the hip. I'm shooting from memory. And I watched this like two weeks ago. So I wouldn't say it was a complete fuck up. But eh, it was a little fuck up. It was like, eh, I asked for potatoes. You gave me french fries. It's the same shit. Just prepared different. Sorry. So they're, they're called The Eye. And Morgan Freeman's character was actually part of that. He played his part as being, you know, the disgruntled magician, whatever. And and ultimately, he did escape from fucking jail. So I don't know. And that's another thing. When this motherfucker was in jail, he had, he was like Al Capone status. He had computers, recliners, mini fridge. He was, he was, he was living at large while he was in, you know, in jail, in prison. So, yeah, he was even doing his podcast on video. Like he had Zoom and all that shit. But uh, that's the end of the movie. I don't know if they're going to make a, another one. I mean, I guess they could in a way. But that whole, the first one with the cat and mouse thriller feel to it, that was that was mm, chef's kiss. It was mm, entertaining, really fucking fun, really cool. This one, you just dive more into, not the lore, but like the a little bit of the history of what happened with Dylan's dad and just, you know... The magician's life and all this and that. But I would watch it. If you've if you've seen the first one, you go out and see the second one. Um I wouldn't shit on this too much because like I said, it is it's pretty fun. It's just some things like all oh, the you know, swapping the chicks, and then the whole it's not a cat and mouse chase. Is he gonna get him? Is he not? And then that whole swerve at the end where it's like, hey guys, I'm the fifth horseman, ha <laughs> ha. Even though there's only four horsemen of the fucking apocalypse. But uh, that's it, guys. Please, please, please stay tuned for the outro and some updates on the podcast. That is it, guys. That is the episode. I want to thank y'all so much for checking it out sticking it out with me. We're rolling these episodes weekly. And uh, it's March Podcasted Madness. Now, I don't know how much madness we're going to get into this year. Um, since I've been doing it weekly for the past uh, since November, since so December actually, of uh, during the holiday season. Uh, like I said, when, when I started, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to 100, I'm trying to put episode 100 at least at the week uh anniversary of the podcast uh I've been dealing oh not dealing I've been uh, thinking should I do 99 on the Monday of that week and Friday be the 100th episode uh am I gonna cover a movie am I gonna have just you know a retrospect I don't know I still haven't made up my mind um I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get there, and then it's like a dog chasing a car. What the fuck am I gonna do when I get the car? I mean, what the hell? But I'm having a lot of fun knocking these out. Probably gonna take a break in April. I'll probably start uh, doing some extra butter stuff. Uh, if you haven't checked out that podcast feed, it's the sister podcast to this podcast. This podcast, the gimmick is bad sequels in popular franchises, or you know, the less the lowest-ranked movie in, you know, that franchise or whatever sequel. Uh, Extra Butter is the, uh, eh, it's the typical entertainment podcast, you know, we can talk about, oh, hey, did you see the trailer for this movie, or, hey, did you see, hey, what did you think of The Last of Us, you know, um, you know, stuff like that, um, as of right now, uh, the day of this recording, the new trailer for, Seth Rogen's, uh, Ninja Turtle movie project, uh, dropped, and I don't want to, I don't want to clutter the extra Butterfeed with just trailer hater episodes, but at the same time, I am a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, so I might just release, uh, or do that episode just in, uh, and I'll release it this week before, uh, it, it, probably before this episode drops, <laughs> um, so, Oh man, what is on the docket? What is on? What is on my mind here with the podcast? And other than the fact we're getting to episode 100, um, we're on iHeartRadio. Can you believe that shit? I can't. Well, I'm using Anchor. Anchor does a lot of the heavy heavy lifting with distributing and, and all that stuff. But uh, you can hear us wherever you get podcasts. There's a plethora of programs. I don't even know. You know, I'm, I, I'm just I'm an Apple guy, so. Only one I knew was just Apple Podcast, and then Spotify. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeart. So if you follow me on Twitter, and I usually plug the podcast episode on Twitter, I drop the links for those individual uh, feeds. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's something called Overcast uh, Radio. Uh, something. Oh man, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, my Link Tree. Uh, even though i do have a website shutuppopcorn.com there's also i use linktree and linktree has really upped their game in uh, the time that i've started to now where you know the even the free service is is you know you get previews for the websites youtube your twitch uh, channel um, there's options for you to play the last video or whatever i'm in a the world is our oyster in the podcasting world. And since the ocean is probably a pretty big fucking place, there's a lot, a lot of guppies like myself. There's some whales out there, <clears throat> Joe Rogan, but there's also some guppies like myself that are, you know, not monetized like Joe Rogan would be, but um, I've said it from the beginning. this is a This is a creative outlet. It's a labor of love um granted I do need to take a little bit of a break um uh this would be episode 97 so episode 96 that dropped last week was the the uh CJ Manual episode I just want to give a shout out to him and uh, I want to thank him again for coming on the podcast if y'all haven't checked that out it's a very very fun episode um it's in video format on Spotify and YouTube so, go check it out. And if you don't follow me on uh, YouTube, do me, do me a solid. Go check me out there. There, I'm releasing snippets of episodes, two-minute, I call them popcorn bites. So, they're two-minute slideshows with the audio attached. Um, there, I also, you know, I dropped up the interview, some uncut uh, episodes that I did uh, in the past. Uh, I haven't dropped the uncut episode with cj because i did the extra butter spinsters episode which is spinsters is what it's i guess the term for uncooked kernels in a popcorn bag yeah google it guys um on that one it's just you know when i have a guest on and we kind of talk into the weeds you know not on the subject at hand Yeah, but it's still a good conversation I, i like to keep them uh and I put them on the extra Butterfeed as spinsters. That episode was about stand-up comedy, and uh, and if you noticed that I didn't plug my link tree or website, that's because I wanted to plug CG, uh CJ's uh, uh, have Twitter and and everything he was he had given me to uh, to plug and, and to put out there so y'all could go follow and and like and everything. Um, so yeah, I wanna. I was, I was gonna say something else. Uh, drawing a blank here, guys. Shoot from the hip, but uh, again, I want to thank CJ. And if anybody is interested in jumping on here, <coughs> crickets, crickets. I should have some sound effects shit, but I don't. But if you are interested on in jumping on a on an episode here, do me a solid. Go to ShutUpPopcorn.com. Go find the coming soon section, and there you'll have a list, visual list uh, potential movies I want to do episodes on, uh, take one note, there are some movies that people have either claimed dibs on, but we haven't gotten to it, but, uh, just let me know, and I'll inform you on if you, what you picked is available, if not, I'm gonna knock that motherfucker out by myself, there's one movie on there that has been picked, and has been picked for years, and uh the gentleman has yet to inform me if he wanted to do the episode or not and i'm at the point where you know what fuck it, i'm just gonna cover myself so uh tony you had your warning playboy so (laughs) with that being said guys i want to thank you again for checking out the podcast please like and subscribe follow wherever you see the shut up popcorn tag name whatever the fuck they're called on twitter twitch and uh youtube especially youtube um Without again, without further ado, remember guys, if you're not laughing, you're not living. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Nanu nanu. Peace.